Time for a potty break. Let's do it in style. Welcome to Decorating Tips and Tricks. I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness. And this is episode 323, Bathroom Trends for 2019. Uh, The show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 323. And wasn't this exciting? I found so (laughs) many great ideas for today. Exciting. Yes. Well, you've certainly uh, jazzed up the little intro there. Sparked everybody's interest. What's going on today? Well, I did something. Yes, you did. Uh, Yeah, no, no potty mouth, just potty breaks and talking about bathroom trends. So I actually, to be completely honest, I was like, "Eh, okay, Anita, let's do bathroom trends. That sounds interesting. But the more I got into it, it actually is kind of interesting and also made me feel really great about my master bathroom. Well, the other thing is, you know, I don't even like saying the word toilet. So this is going to be a little bit challenging for me because I'm very Victorian as far as that goes. So let's see how it goes. I I found so many exciting things going on Mm -hmm. right now. So I I am very excited to talk about it. Seriously. Well, it's it's right up there with the kitchen. People love to renovate their bathrooms. And oftentimes when you either you've lived in a house a long time or you purchase a new house, like you just like that bathroom's got to go. We got to change things up here. So we're going to give you some really great tips today and um, discuss some things that are on the horizon for this year and things that we think will last and some things that might not be the best choice, but at least in my humble opinion. Let's enter the bathroom and take a good look around. So if you're home, maybe you want to step into your bathroom and have a look around. Maybe it's exactly the way you want it to be but maybe not. And then we can talk about some things that um, you might want to be adding or taking away or doing a little bit differently to update this really important and hardworking space. The other thing I wanted to mention here is that how important I, I think bathroom design is because it can so quickly look out of date depending on what you've chosen. You know, I love looking at the real estate listings. I'm not looking for another house. I mean, I'm not actually going to, trust me. I mean, somebody shoot me if I actually decide, you know, I'm serious about looking at houses. But, you know, I just kind of like to see, you know, what's on the market and everything uh, for fun. And it's very interesting. You can tell the age of the house based on the bathroom, pretty much just the bathroom, because if it has the garden tub, That is before a certain time period. And then the pedestal bath, you know, then it's probably something, probably the last five years. And the sad thing is- What kind of tub did you call it? A garden tub? Garden tub? Right. Like one one of those, you know what I'm talking about? One of the spa type tubs? Oh, yeah. I never heard the term garden tub. That's interesting. Oh, but yeah, sure. With all the jets and like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. And if you're- a mom or a busy person or definitely a busy woman, you probably don't or didn't or won't ever use that thing. And that, so it's thousands of pounds and taking up well, a lot of space. People buy houses and they don't, you know, it, unless you had the house custom designed, you know, you're buying the house because you want to be in the neighborhood or whatever. And a lot of times the bathroom, you know, when you're buying the house is already kind of dated or, you know, older, and it's mm-hmm. not what you chose, but it's, okay. that's, you know, that's what you have to get to get that house. 
So it is. So if you are choosing things for your bath, I think it's nice to kind of know what trends are coming up and what things are going to last and what things maybe are just for that season. So you don't want to be spending too much on those things because then your house, you know, you're going to know it a couple of years later that it's not still in style anymore. Exactly. And we're, we're talking about trends, but you know, as Anita and I always like to air on the side of the classics. So yes, they're trends or new things. We'll tell you some new trends that are easy changes if and when the time comes to switch it out. And maybe some things that are said to be trends now that are on the horizon that we think are probably not the best choices uh, for exactly the reasons it needs to explaining. In a very short time, five, 10 years, that's going to look very dated and it's not going to be that useful, at least in our opinions, right? So what's important in a bathroom? I think... Um, clean and light and as bright as possible. If you can have natural light, if there's a window, that's terrific. Um, but I think what the the kind of the look for the bathrooms now is a little, little bit less sterile. Now that doesn't mean less clean. That just means um, a curated look where, you know, it almost looks like any other room in the house. You approach it as you would approach decorating another room in the house. Like, I mean, that's the way I approach and Anita approaches the kitchen. We don't just make it like, oh, it has appliances and a counter and a sink and and leave it at that. We decorate that space, not as a utilitarian space, but we approach it just as we would approach any other room and we add in elements that are going to make it feel really curated and beautiful. So doing that in your bathroom is a great idea. Right. So one of the first things that I found that I think this is a lovely, a lovely accent uh, thing to do to your house, to your bathroom. And that is matte black to add some matte black accents. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago that you really couldn't find a matte black shower head. Boy, that's hard to say fast or a faucet or, um, you know, some of these were maybe the hardware to hang towels and so forth, but they are out there now. And I think that's a fun accent to add. Um, I think that's a very classic look. Uh, It's very new. And I think that's a way to add, you know, what you were saying about sometimes these bathrooms look kind of antiseptic, look very sterile. I think what you want to do to avoid it looking too sterile is not to do everything in white. I mean, I love a white bathroom, but so adding some matte black accents is a nice way to kind of uh, mix that up a little bit. Yeah, I love the matte black. That's, you know, we've discussed that in our hardware issue. That's the new newish finish that's really kind of popping up everywhere now. And that is such an easy switch out. Even if you decide not to do the faucets and the shower heads, which would be beautiful in that, particularly against a white subway tile or something like that. If you're just doing knobs or pulls, that you could switch out in three years, five years, 10 years, whatever you felt like maybe that trend had, you know, then exhausted itself. And there's a great resource. You can get flat matte, which black knobs. See, it's hard to say. It is hard (laughs) to say. At D Lawless Hardware, you know, one of our favorite sponsors and um, one of our favorite online sources for hardware, for sure. They have fantastic uh, matte black knobs for $4.55. So I'll put the link to that in the show notes. That would be great. So say if your bathroom vanity right now just has either the 
maybe chrome or nickel or uh, maybe just white or wooden knobs that came with it or you would put on at some point, maybe just switch those out, you know, so get a handful of knobs and that will change the look of your vanity and really freshen it up. And if there is a lot of white going on, I think that contrast is so fresh and pretty. Oh, yeah. So another thing I'm seeing, and I think this is always in style, are luxury amenities. And I, when I say that, I'm thinking about anything that makes it feel like a very high-end spa is going to give it that luxury feel. And these are not necessarily things that are expensive. So, for example, one of the things I did in, in our bedroom, in our bathroom, is to put some nice hooks on the wall in there. And I bought the most luxurious, white, fluffy robes that I could find. And hung them on the hooks, just like you would have in a nice. Oh, it's spa. like you're in a hotel. Or I know, I know, because they're they're white, just like you would find in a nice hotel, and you know they're hanging out, so you can see them. And honestly, they really do just kind of have that feeling to them, like you know, like you're just kind of in the lap of luxury. But they're really just two bathrobes. That's it. Yeah. No, that's so true. It definitely gives you that sense. So, what other kind of little items like that would you suggest? Um, well, maybe like a nice cover for your, uh, tissue box, like we have in bespoke decor dot store, some nice, nice uh, because we have linen covers that have, uh, embroidered monogram on them. So that would be one option that you could uh, use. Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, just kind of like some nice poles, like we were saying, some nice, uh, hooks, some nice towel racks. Well, I think of just a really pretty, um, bottles of bath salts or things oh, like yes. that with a pretty mm-hmm. label. Now you can mm-hmm. do really well getting things like that at TJ Maxx. I know not all TJ Maxx are created equal, but mine is particularly good for things like that. I buy a lot of my body wash and things like that there. And even if I don't want to use it, we've used up what comes in it and I, but I like the bottle and I want to keep it, then I'll just refill it with some other product that I like and use it, you know, get it in the bigger container and just pour it right in. Because I think it's just having a lovely label or maybe you have a bottle with a pretty topper or a little tassel on it or something like that. And you can sit it on the counter. That looks so much better than the electric toothbrushes, you know, maybe put them someplace else and you can have these pretty things perhaps on a tray, something like that, or even a stack of sachets, you know, just something that says luxury, as Anita was saying, that really just gives a feel to the room and you can do it in these little ways. mm -hmm. So I have a talking about, um, I think I got this at home goods. It's a big glass jar with a lid and that's where I keep my uh, bath salts in there. And I have a pretty teacup in there that I used to scoop them out with. And then I also have a nice little French table sitting by the bathtub that I have some towels on and, and a pretty soap on a pretty tray. So those are some other things that you can do. And just even having, I mean, another thing that I think is something people overlook, but just having some very nice white fluffy towels really goes a long way. Oh, I you know, it's a white fluffy towel. I know. And they're, I got some ones uh, that are actually bamboo. Remember we talked about are the luxury towels worth it? Mm-hmm. And I have some very expensive bath towels. And I also have some bamboo bath towels that I got at Home Goods that were very inexpensive. And the right now, the inexpensive fluffy bamboo towels are winning out as far oh. as, yeah, they're a little bit newer. So I'm going to, you know, I'm 
they've been washed several times, but I'm, I want to wait a couple months, but they're, they're really doing quite well. Well, You're going to have to report back on that. I will. That is of interest because you never know. You're like, there's such a range in towels, you know, of these towels, this bath sheet costs $12. This bath sheet costs $78. Well, how do you know? Well, even if you're buying them in person, you don't know what it's going to feel like when you're drying yourself off or what it's going to feel like when it comes out of the dryer. So we really want to know what's going on with those bamboos. So keep us posted. Another thing that we're seeing in bathrooms and a trend is wooden vanities. Now, hello, wooden furniture, brown stained furniture. Now, we talked about that in our Brown Furniture Bummed or Blessed episode, which is a very popular episode. I also have a YouTube video on it, so you can see a lot of my brown furniture. Uh, It's a really funny episode if you haven't listened to it, and I think it also has a lot of great information. It has certainly stirred up a lot of conversation. So we get a lot of emails about that one, and now we're seeing this wood make its way back into the bathroom. So it could be reclaimed wood, but I definitely like a stained wood or even maybe uh, something in the gray tones. I've seen some Uh, beautiful, and I'm thinking like uh, restoration hardware kind of style. There's some beautiful mm -hmm. gray tones and just kind of a rustic feeling to the wood. Really beautiful. Right. And that really juxtaposes nicely with white because you're getting the clean feel, but then you're getting like you're saying, this rustic feel and this, so there's this rustic luxe thing going on. Imagine the, the fluffy towels and the robes and beautiful bath salts and just lovely, light a candle. Another thing that I like to have in my bathroom, and you might be able to do this, you might not just not have thought about it, certainly don't do it if it would be a safety hazard. But if you have an area where you can put a small lamp that is a delightful way to really cozy up a bathroom, a uh, small lamp. So I have a very uh, petite wooden table, petite in its uh, width. It's fairly tall, almost like a plant stand tall, uh, but it doesn't have a, a large surface area on the top. So on it, I have a small lamp um, and then just a little tray. And that's where I have like a little milk glass um, thing in a bulb, you know, with the top where I put my cotton balls and I have another little holder where I can put my rings or jewelry if I'm taking them off right in the bathroom. And it uh, oftentimes that's the only light that I put on in the bathroom. And it's just so nice mm-hmm. to have that rather than having the overhead light. Oh, that's a great idea. And I have two lamps in our uh, bathroom by each sink. And I love that idea. And I definitely, we use those in the evening and it's just much softer light. So it's a much more pleasant experience in the bathroom. Because who needs to have all that bright light all the time? I know. No, anyway. no, that's, that can be very harsh. You don't another, that. Another so how do you plug in the lights? Because you're saying you have them actually near your sink. So how are you doing that where you're not having issues with the outlets by the water and all of that? Is it okay? Well, I mean, they're, you know, I mean, they're, I don't know, they're a foot or so from the sink. Mm-hmm. I so mean, we're not that clumsy. Right we're there. not knocking them into the sink or anything. I mean, they're, you know, yeah, there's outlets on the, right. There's outlets at the back there. Okay. So you um, already have the outlets back there. So it's not like you're dragging a cord across the room or anything like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, I got to design my bathroom. So we actually have a pullout drawer and the um, electric toothbrushes are plugged in in that drawer that comes out. And there's a plug and a, a hole there to put the dryer in, your hair dryer. Nice planning. So all Jean. that well is done. because I don't, you know, that's the problem is, 
you know, almost everybody seems like uses an electric toothbrush and there's just not really, unless you're able to design it ahead of time, there's no really good place to set them out where they're going to charge, where you're not going to see them. Yeah. I don't use an electric toothbrush. Okay. Well, maybe there's other people that, and that's that don't And that's probably well. why. Okay. <laughs> well, how about uh, another thing that I've seen? Have you been seeing these, the rectangular mirrors that are rounded on the edges? Really pretty. It's a pretty oh, yeah, I have seen them with the, just a little mm-hmm. bit of metal encasing them. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think they're really lovely. It's a beautiful look. And, you know, I mean, also I like the round ones, but the round ones don't usually, you know, you have to be very careful that they're the right height for you. It really works much better if you're using a rectangular mirror that's kind of on the wall in a portrait fashion rather than, you know, landscape. That's an excellent point. Now, I'm five foot three-ish and Peter's over six two. So, you know, if I was home designing the bathroom and I hung mirrors up and didn't really think about how tall he was, you know, he'd be looking at himself shaving at the wall and not at the mirror. So it is important, particularly if you have people of varying heights in your house to be careful what kind of mirror you choose. Um, I'm so glad you brought that up because I didn't even have that on my list. But the, when I was doing the bathroom here, I mean, we did create the bathroom out of a space that wasn't a bathroom. So in a certain sense, I was able to design some elements. I wasn't as smart as you with the um, electrical cord in the well, you didn't have as much room there. to work with either. Um, but um, I did get to do certain things, but within the you know confines of the space that we had. But one thing I really wanted was those sort of free, in a sense, mirrors like the ones that just have the bolts on either side. Oh, it's I a love a little bit those. away from the wall. Yes. And so in an oval, they also have them in circles. And and now we just said why it's probably round is not the best choice. So I want I chose the oval and I had yeah, them all nice. picked out. I was going to get them from Pottery Barn. You know, it wasn't like, you know, it was Pottery Barn. It wasn't like, a, you know, over $1,000 for these mirrors, but they were probably like three ninety nine or something. And, you know, I just, I was like, really? Like, it's really just a mirror with these two <laughs> bolts yeah. on either side. Like, you know, what's the big deal? Then, you know how this happens to me sometimes in Home Depot? I'm walking down the aisle in Home Depot looking for something that wasn't a, a mirror. And I am in the aisle where they have the the towel rods and things like that. And right there was the mirror, almost exactly the one that I wanted from Pottery Barn. Same size. The only problem was that the one at Pottery Barn had these um, unlacquered brass or made to look like unlacquered brass uh, knobby things that was going to hold it to the wall and make it slightly adjustable. Okay. So the one at Home Depot was just chrome. But it was $79 or $69 mowing. Big price difference. Big price difference, right? So I bought them and I just painted the little side things. Did you uh, hand paint them? I mean, did did you go kind of with the brass look? Oh, wow. It's so tiny. So I just got a little, yeah. So I got a little jar of craft paint in the gold that I wanted. And actually, Laura helped me. She did two of them and I did two of them. So, I mean, you know, that was three years ago. She was like 12 and she painted them and then we let them dry and they, they come not attached to the mirror anyway. So you have to put it together. So that if you're looking for a mirror like that, or you think a mirror like that might I work love in your those. room, try that. Cause what a difference that that was a big savings, you know, over oh, a couple hundred dollars for sure. Yeah. Well, you are the bargain queen. You can well, just yeah. smell them. 
I can. Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, I, I've yeah, seen you in you action. Just have to tweak something a little bit. You have seen me in action. I know you were yeah. a little bit. You're very talented. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, she's what are you good. doing? Yeah. Don't go like, in there. It's scary. Like, no, 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 I'm no. going in and I'm coming out with something really great. <laughs> just wait here. Keep the yeah. car running. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I know. I think that was the booth at Roundtop where. I went in there. I ended up with a sterling silver cuff bracelet for $15. Yes, I know. And I had yeah, to so I was like, there, oh, I this, mm-hmm. I know, I know. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to go. You were right. Uh, what about gray cabinetry? I know you were talking about the stained wood and you can get kind of a gray stain, but what about yeah. gray painted cabinetry and um, not just a light gray, but I'm really kind of thinking about a dark gray because the beauty of the gray, you know, I know gray, we've talked about it's kind of ebbs and flows and maybe it's not as hot in general as it has been but for bathrooms i mean everything i'm reading is that it's very hot for bathroom because of what kelly just said and that is that uh you you know the look is for it to not feel too uh antiseptic too hospital like and so you know we're looking for ways to warm up the bathroom where, where it's not all white so a great way to do that is to paint your cabinetry a dark gray and then the gray the beauty of it is it's going to go with anything so you can put whatever color towels you want in there what other color color artwork you want and it's all going to work beautifully yeah it's a great foil to the white uh, particularly if you don't like uh, the black and white you feel if that might be too stark for you the gray is a great choice also if you're doing a marble and it happens to be a Carrera or any of the marbles with the gray tones in it, that is just going to make that look even better. Oh, it um, does. So I do feel really good about doing this research because I was like, wow, that's kind of what my bathroom looks. Oh, wow. I have that in my bathroom. So as some of you may know, my vanity is black, um, kind of a distressed black. And I got it at build.com and it came with the Carrera marble top and the two sinks. It was a very good purchase and it fit in there just right. But I have actually thought sometimes maybe I would make that the Kendall charcoal gray from mm. Benjamin Moore oh, that, that I love be so much. Because my water closet, you know, is just like a recessed area. It doesn't have a door on it where the toilet is. And we're going to start talking about a toilet in a minute. (laughs) So hang on. You want to get your pencils or if you're on the elliptical, hold on, because I think it's going to be funny. Um, My water closet, we just that little area, literally like closet size. We painted the Kendall charcoal to kind of recess. So I love that. And I painted the shelves in there, that color and that. I, that's where I put my towels and stuff. So I could paint the vanity that gray. And it has mm-hmm. dawned on me to possibly oh. do that. Oh, that would be gorgeous. That would be really pretty. I mean, the black is really nice, but I think I might do that, you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of other kind of fun things, I'll tell you what else. is. It, this has been around for a couple of years now. Still super hot. And that is the vessel sinks. And I just don't see them going out anytime soon because they're so unique, so beautiful. They add such a lovely touch to a bathroom. I really think these are going to be around. In fact, I found some, you know, I'm not, I'll look, I'll see if I can find a link to the company. I'm not sure they're still around, but I found a marble vessel sink. So it looks like a marble bowl that I use in our downstairs bathroom, the guest bath, uh, as a vessel sink. And it's just, it's my, it's so pretty. It's such a great way to add interest to a bathroom. And they come in so many different shapes and sizes. Can I just have a caveat here? Okay. I love your vessel sink. And I love the fact that there are antique vessel sinks that are super cool. And I love any sort of sort of retrofit 
so taking something that's either vintage or a little bit different and making it into a sink. But that vessel sink, you everybody knows the one that came out in like 2002. That vessel sink, I don't think is going to stand the test of time. Do you know what I'm saying? There are vessel sinks and there are vessel sinks. So what you're saying is one that looks mass produced that you've seen everywhere. Don't yeah, and like way. some of them were just too jazzy. They'd be like swirly stuff, or you know, like tulips yeah. embossed. You know, it got a little crazy with the vessel sink. And then, of course, you know, you have to have a certain kind of faucet. And sometimes, like there was a faucet was like a swan or things like that. Like I would caution people to stay away from that. But if what Anita's talking about, the type of vessel sink that she's talking about, I think can be a and is a wonderful choice and definitely makes the rim very distinct Mm -hmm. okay so that's my only caveat on that one um okay so let's do it toilet technology oh we're moving okay moving i'm just gonna say stop (laughs) what no stop no way like that i don't need that in my life oh the the technological toilet no. Yes. So um, we both tripped upon this in our research for this episode. Um, Kohler has come, in at, come out with a Numi Intelligent Toilet. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was just picturing like what was the the marketing and PR and like design meeting? Like everyone's sitting at a long table and they're all like tossing around ideas like, well, what are we going to call it? And well, it is a really smart toilet and and it's new. So let's call it Numi Intelligent Toilet. Okay. Like, first of all, I think stuff like that, I mean, it can break and then you're in trouble. You know, the yeah. more your toilet does, right? Because no one can deal with a broken toilet. You need yeah. it functioning. Right. Exactly. And so this is um, motion activated. So I'm not sure what that happens. You know, I mean, maybe that's like when you're at, you know, um, a public restroom and, you know, you step yeah, to Yeah, the flushing is, is motion activated. Motion activated. Okay. Although it, All right. it always does I mean, it I'm not sure time. what that is about, like, the amount of water you're using and everything. It's hands-free, so you could have your hands up in the air. The, uh, it uh, has seat heating. And I'm saying to myself, I don't need to be spending enough time in there for that thing to heat up. And <laughs> it has... Ambient light, like, is that like on the airplane at, if you're flying at night and you go down the aisle? It's like, what, what lights up exactly? Well, pro- yeah, I don't know. I guess, you know, cause people are going to the bathroom in the dark, I guess, I guess in the it's middle like of the night. Nightly? I okay. Don't know. Now wait. Now the only good you- thing is what? That well, they I say was- it's self-cleaning. Well, I was going to say if you're a germaphobe, the thought of never having to touch a toilet kind of appeals yeah, but, to me. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> I think I'm calling. A little BS on the self-cleaning toilet. I'm not. Well, yeah, think, but but then you're. I don't think that's really true. Stuff. I don't well, I'm true. not talking about that, but just not having to touch it to flush it or any of that. I mean that. I know, but it's a toilet in your house. It's not like the <laughs> toilet in like you know, all right, Grand Central Station. Like, I don't well, know. I'm not going. I'm not going out and getting one. No, I'm no, not no. going. Mm-mm. And yeah, then it then, said in this article mm-hmm. about it that it's going to have voice control to further personalize your experience. I mean, come on. Well, I yeah, I mean, and there's so many other. I'm not going to get into it because no, again, your this, experience this is a should TMI be very fry. brief. No time for heating up. No time for looking for the lights. No, but time there's for some that have like wa- you know like rinse a rinse cycle. <laughs> oh please, okay, no, I don't want to say. And then what was we like Alexa flush the toilet, Alexa. No, I don't need any of that. So anyway, maybe some of you think that's awesome and go for it and let let us know how it works out. But for me personally, 
I'm my, I don't, I don't think I need any special toilet technology. I'm good with what I got. All right. Well, I think I'm going to move on to artwork. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, that's enough about that. So artwork is such a great way to add some color to your bathroom. So I love the idea. Again, you just said it, Kelly. It's about treating the bathroom like any other room in your house and decorating it in a similar fashion and not skimping on it and saying, well, this is a bathroom, so I'm not even going to put artwork up or I'm going to go put, you know, oh, it's a bathroom, so I need a picture of the beach here or it's a bathroom, so, you know, I need a picture of a waterfall in here. I mean, really to kind of treat it like it's a room that you're really going to seriously decorate and add some artwork that you love. Uh, and and again, since there's not a lot of other color in the bathroom, typically this is a great way to really bring that in. And the only thing I would caution you about is that this is probably the most humid room in your house. So it's not going to be a really, well, it would be considered, I guess, a hostile environment for any kind of paper uh, anything like that, that that's going to be damaged by, you know, moisture in the air. So I, this is not where I would put some painting that you've put a lot of money into. So that's my only caveat there. But I think it's a great place to, you know, put something fun. And I have some architectural prints in there I just love. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. So yeah, you were talking about art, and I totally agree. And then you were said something about humid, which made me think about plants. And a plant is a great thing to add to oh, your bathroom. There you go, because that they love the humidity in the air. Exactly. Lots of plants, maybe, is, particularly if you live in a dry area, like I do, or you live in Arizona or something like that, where maybe a lot of your house is dry. Plants that might not do well in other areas might do really well in your bathroom. Were you seeing floating vanities out there, which is really kind of a wall mount vanity where there's no legs underneath? Have you seen those uh, when you were looking at the trends? I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen that for a trend you know, that's up and coming. Uh, did okay. you see well, that? I, I did, but you know, my problem with this is I feel like it looks like something if you go in an office building, that's the way the bathroom looks. I'm not yeah, crazy I, th- about they're this. They're not one. appealing to me. I mean, the fact that you can clean under them and if you drop a cotton ball or a hair tie or something, you can easily pick it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In mine, exactly. you kind of have to like slither something under it and scoot it back out if something goes under there. And then you see all the dust bunnies that have gone to hide under there. But um, so that's nice about it. But I agree with you. It's almost like the mounted urinal, like it's mounted. Yeah, but guess what? That's what I saw also. Wall-mounted toilets. I don't know where you're looking. No, I'm cheesy. Well, <laughs> I know. I have seen those too. Right, right, right. But again. But do they talk to you and light up and heat? I don't, I don't know what so. they do. I, but that 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 also just, you know, it just feels like, uh, you know, an industrial space. That doesn't really appeal to me at all. Right. Unless you're going for that whole industrial space look. Like if you're going for the janitor closet look, go for it. Oh. You know? Yeah, that sounds, that really sounds No, delicious. but like my sink in the laundry room, really, mm-hmm. you know, that um, A-lap sink I got from Rejuvenation Hardware, it definitely has that janitor closet look to it. Well, and if you're short on space, a wall mount sink is a great space saver. Yeah, I have a very tiny wall mount sink in my very tiny powder Places room. like that, I mean, I think it makes sense if you're yeah. really... 
short on space. But I don't no- like the vanity. If you have room for a vanity, I my personal preference would be for it to have legs or go to the ground. So speaking of other types of vanities, there's another vanity called a console sink vanity, and that's the kind where it's open underneath. So it has the legs, but you can see the plumbing underneath. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's a shelf, sometimes there isn't. And this is, I love this look. And that's what we did do in our guest uh, bathroom downstairs is, uh, but here's the caveat. There's no storage. I mean, the only way you can do storage is baskets, which is great for, you know, maybe some extra toilet paper or some, uh, some uh, towels, but you don't want to be looking at toilet bowl cleaners and stuff like that under there. So really, you know, you have to, any kind of cleaning supplies you really need to store elsewhere. So for maybe a a bathroom that's getting a lot of use, this is not a great look. But this is a great look, you know, if it's a, a space that's not used that much. Yeah. Yeah. And you really have to examine the type of person you are and exactly the type of bathroom that it is and how many people are going to be using it, who's going to be using it. Um, maybe if it is a guest bath, you can get away with it because you don't need all that stuff. But you know, think about how you live. Sometimes right. it's just better to have it behind closed doors. Yeah, exactly. It's not for everyone and it's not for every application for sure. Yeah. Have you seen the side mount faucets for the faucets coming from the side? Yes, I have. I don't know. I mean, that yeah. again, I don't know if I would call that a trend. I think it really depends on your space. I mean, that may, it's great that that is, exists in case you need mm-hmm. it. That's how, true. How do you feel about it? No, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. It feels off kilter, and I, I would only use that option if I was forced to, you know, because the regular front mount faucet wasn't going to work. Yeah, yeah. So another thing I saw, you'll be very happy about, because you know we both love marble, 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 marble. It's still hot for the bathrooms. And it looks uh, so you know beautiful. With it gray. just never got on the slow train as predicted. It <laughs> stayed in the station, in the station bathroom, in the station kitchen. Yes. It stayed. Yeah, it's here. It's never going away. Mm-mm. Feel confident if you go for it. It is not going away. I have marble in my bathrooms. I have marble in my house. And I'll give you some tips on those small hex marble tiles. Don't go to Anne Sachs, although Anne Sachs tiles are fabulous. But if that's what you want, something sort of very simple, plain marble hex tiles, go to Home Depot. They have them in sheets that are $13.99 each. It's probably a square foot. Much more reasonable than you would get at a high-end tile shop, for sure. And then another tip that I have, and this is a little harder to do, and you may think at first blush, that it would cost you more money, but really it doesn't or didn't or wouldn't have in my circumstances. In my bathroom, I didn't want to have the busyness nor to have to deal with cleaning the grout in my shower because my shower was going to be glass doors. So I did entire slabs of marble going up. It's, it is lovely. It doesn't have the visual noise of grout and I don't have to clean any grout. Goodness. It was a beautiful. Yeah. It was, I mean, the guy was amazing who put it in because my house, everything in my house is slightly tilted and a little off, you know, it's like a little off because it's so old and stuff, but he did a really great job. I mean, if you have a house that is newer uh, or, you know, was 
not as old as mine and built plum, as they say, straight, then uh, you shouldn't really have any problem installing this. It's just getting these giant slabs. You know, It has to go upstairs or something like that. But if you think about buying the tile, buying the grout, buying the materials, like the metal meshing and stuff that needs to go behind the grout, and then having somebody spend the time to tile it, as opposed to buying an additional slab, like just picking out a slab for your kitchen counter, it's a pretty comparable. So, And then you get this really clean look. So that's what I did, and I love it. I think that's a great idea. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, if you like the marble look, but you don't want marble... Uh, there are a lot of tile options that look like marble. And we did a tile floor in our bathroom that it's it's one foot by two foot pieces of tile. And it has kind of a marble uh, look to it, but it's, it's, you know, ceramic tile. So those are an option as well. Oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of good things out there that look marble-like. And I'm, you know, and some of them you would think, oh, you know, this will be a lot less expensive, but some of them even aren't, you know, I don't know if you're talking about like a, a, a more of a composite, some of them are actually even more expensive than the real thing. It really depends again, you know, and we don't have to get into the etching, the staining and all of that, <laughs> but that's really not going to be as much of an issue in your bathroom anyway, even if it did really happen. Um, but, um, well, and quartzite is another option. Mm -hmm. which is a natural material and it's very gray. Uh, it looks very similar to marble, but it, you know, not mm -hmm. exactly the same, but that's another great option. That's it. It kind of has a lot of the qualities of, of granite, but it looks right. more like marble. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, there's so many pretty ways to update a bathroom and really it can be super easy. You don't have to rip out the tile and you don't have to, um, you know, change everything, change your tub and all of that. You could just do it with some knobs, maybe some paint, maybe get a new mirror as we're talking about. Another option, if you do have tile that you would like to have changed and you don't want to spend the money to have it removed and pick out new tile and all of that, you can get your tile coated. Now there are, it's a, I'm not sure what the generic name of having this done is. So I would just Google, you know, tile, um, coverage, tile painting, uh, something like that. Use those kinds of keywords for your area because there are definitely different com companies that do it. I used a company here called Ceramicoat. So it's basically a ceramic coating that's applied to your tile. Now, uh, we did not do that here, but I did that twice in my old house on the tile in my girl's bathroom. First, we just did the uh, bathroom, and then I did the shower enclosure as well. Uh, but we did do it here, and uh, we did redid the old tub. The clawfoot tub was redone in that same sort of process, and it's great. I mean, I would not want to be the person who installs it because you know they come in a hazmat suit and stuff. There's got to be some serious kebbles going on, <laughs> so yeah. it is definitely not the greenest procedure. Um, so you can decide for yourself whether or not that's going to work for you. But it looked fantastic. In our old house, we had, uh, it was the old bathroom tile, the green and black, you know, kind of like it had the pink and the black, you know, whatever that was. And my house then was built in 1935. So that's kind of like in the 30s and 40s that bathroom tiling 
was very popular. Uh, we, it was super cool, but there was a lot of it cracked and missing tiles that I would never have been able to match the colors exactly. So we just had it all done white and oh, it looks so good. So nice. Oh, and another thing that I'm seeing, and I've seen it before, but now it seems to become becoming more popular is the, and I'm, I'm call, it's no shower dam. And to explain what that means, there's, you know, for a walk-in shower, not a tub, but a walk-in shower, you know, there's a little lip on the floor to kind of keep the water inside that area. So no shower dam means that there's nothing, there's no step thing to step over. It's just open. And a lot of times there's no even door that closes. It's just kind of open to the shower area. And these particular rooms tend to have tile all the way around them. And it's basically, you know, the water in the shower can kind of go everywhere in the bathroom. So I don't really, I think it's a very cool look, but I'm not sure I would really like that because then the water is going to be kind of everywhere all over the floor. Yeah, I don't know. I like that idea. I don't know how I could live with that, but I did have a shower in our last house where it didn't have a door, but it was it was pretty deep. Um, so and it had a rain shower head, so it wasn't like it was spraying everywhere. So it really well, depends on just the some, kind of shower head you're using too. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. I mean, again, I think some of it's going to get out, but yeah. And then floor to ceiling glass doors for the shower is another thing that I'm seeing. I have that so, too. Oh the frameless ones. Yeah, yeah, it's a great look. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and another drum roll, please. I mean, and this is like oh, the marble. Mm-hmm. Subway tile, still in everywhere. Because yes, I think we heard yes. that that was going out and we both said, I don't think so. And guess what? It's not. No, it's still not. It's also the way in the go. station mm-hmm. with the marble. It did not get on the slow train. No. It's not on a train. It is here to stay. Mm-hmm. In fact, not only is the subway tile in, but now I've seen, I'm also seeing in addition to, not in place of, but in addition to long skinny tiles. Have you seen those where they're, they, they're, they kind of stand, have them standing up like people, but they're very thin. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm not, I mean, it depends on the size, but like it would be like one inch wide, but maybe six inches tall. I mean, that kind of very, very skinny. Okay, you lost me with the standing up like people. What do you mean? Uh, I mean that they're 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 tall and skinny, not long. You you when you put them on the wall, you put them vertically. Right, you put them right like a person standing rather than a person lying down. Not like people sleeping, but like people Ex- standing. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Yes. Okay. Okay, I think we got it. You got that, everybody. Okay, so you install these vertically, and then what do you stagger them? Yeah, you would stagger them exactly, I haven't just seen like you would that. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take a look around. Interesting. I don't know if them. I'd like that. Then you got a heck of a lot of grout. Right, you've got a lot of grout. I mean, it's definitely a certain kind of look. I don't know how long this is going to be in style. It's a very uh, contemporary look, but I mm-hmm. thought it was very pretty. I thought it was yeah, very yeah. lovely. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to look at that someplace. I am so excited to share with you all this new campaign by Monrovia. Monrovia, the plant people, they have a new campaign called Planted Forward, and it is phenomenal. It's good for the whole earth. It's good for you. It's good for me. It's good for everybody. So what's going on is Monrovia has partnered with another organization that is planting trees all over the globe. So if you get involved in the Planted Forward campaign, Based on your efforts of just planting something, just anything, a tree will be planted. So here's how you get in on it. You plant something. 
could be a container pot. It could be seeds. It could be absolutely anything. Snap a photo of it and post it to your Instagram or Twitter with the hashtag, hashtag plant it forward. And then tag three friends to do the same. Monrovia will see that you did that. They'll pick up the hashtag and they'll get right on it and plant a tree based on your efforts. So it's a wonderful way to have what they're hoping to be a trillion trees planted to save the earth and fight the climate crisis. So are you in? I am so in. I have so many things to plant and I'm snapping pictures and I'm hashtagging it with planted forward and I'm tagging friends. So I might be tagging you. So tag me if you want, but tag three other friends too to give it a try and really help the whole world by just planting something in your own garden. So it's planted forward. Get on it. There's also a great uh, giveaway going on in conjunction with Planted Forward, and I'll have the link to that in the show notes. I also will include a link to um, the instructions for Planted Forward, but it's just as easy as I outlined here. Hey, I think that was a lot today. And uh, let us know if you're in the business of changing up your bathroom at all. And certainly let us know if you get any bathrooms that talk, uh, toilets that talk to you or anything. We definitely want to know how that's all going. We have a listener question today. Well, do, can we do crushes first? Oh, you want to do crushes first? I was taking it well, out, don't we usually? Out of order. I guess we usually do. Okay. Um, okay. Tell me your crush. My crush? I just bought these. They're not here yet, but they're the duck shoes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They're Okay. So I love those duck shoes. I've been wanting some and I found some of these cute patterns uh-huh. and uh, I they have them on Amazon and they're J-A-M-B-U, Jambu. I don't know how to pronounce that, but super cute. Uh, some floral patterns, some cool colors, and I'll include a link, but I just ordered a pair for myself and I'm pretty excited about getting them. Okay. You should probably explain if people don't know what the duck shoes are. Well, that's why I'm having a hard time explaining what they are. They're kind of like boots. You've seen the boots that are kind of like rubber boots, and they tend to have a leather upper and a leather um, uh, shoestring around them. They're tied in a bow, but this is just the shoe. So they're kind of like rain boots almost. Right, but they just go to your ankle. But these just go to your ankle, so they're slip-on. So they'd be great, you know, if it's a rainy day going to the grocery store or just mm-hmm. going out, you know, in the to walk the dog or something. Um, yeah, so I just thought they'd be fun to have. And I just found some, I was excited about these because they had some cute, uh, patterns and flowers on them. And I Mm -hmm. thought they would just be fun to wear. I had a pair of those in high school. Uh, we had regulation shoes we had to wear with our uniform, bass loafers, like, and actually they gave you the exact number you had to wear, but then the only alternate shoe for rainy days was the duck shoes. So that's what they made me think of. Yeah. And I had a pair of ones but they were like brown you know beige tan oh but now they have pink colored. with flowers and blue yeah flowers. that's cute i'm sure they've come a long way oh yeah that's why i thought oh my gosh i hadn't seen these before so cute i just no really resist. useful great for the garden and i'm sure great for your farm and all of that mm-hmm. oh yeah i think so yeah they'll be great for the farm okay well my crush is totally different um i tripped upon an episode from ina garten the chef who I just, I just love. I mean, I've had a crush on her, honestly, since I was probably 15 or 16. I walked into Barefoot Contessa, her store in East Hampton. And it was like no other store I'd ever been in before. And I didn't even know I cared about stuff like that, like cool foodie stuff. 
and she was doing that whole Hamptons farmhouse thing, you know, with baskets and baguettes and, you know, before a lot of other people were doing it. Um, and it just gave me such a good feeling to be in that shop. So I've always, always liked her. I love her cookbooks. I love her approach to cooking. And this particular episode I watched again, I hadn't watched any of her shows in a long time. I mean, she has like 20 plus seasons of shows. Um, so this is episode four of season 23 and it's fearless food. And there she is cooking up stuff and telling you not to be afraid of trying a souffle and showing you how to make a pastry, to make a tomato tart and do these caramelized nuts. And she's doing these three particular things. And even if you weren't somebody who wanted to have those particular things, it's the whole approach that she takes about not being afraid of trying new things and that, you know, it's, it's food and you can do this and it's ingredients and, you know, get out your stuff and make it along with her. So I highly recommend if you, if you're a fan of hers or if you don't know anything about her, definitely give this, um, episode, this video episode, a a whirl. And so I'll put the link to that in the show notes. So it's cook like a pro fearless food and anybody that can help me be more fearless in various things I love. So kudos to you, Ina. Love you. So that was my crush for today. Okay. Well, let's hear the listener question. Yeah. It's from our friend Taryn, Taryn H. Taryn is a little hey, upset. Hey, Taryn. Yeah. She's a little upset because her white paint on her trim work, and she has lovely trim work through her beautiful house, is yellowing. Her husband yellowing. And she was very distressed about that. And I understand from the way she phrased her email, I think I'm understanding correctly, that they used oil-based paint, which has much more of a tendency to do this yellowing process. Right. This is not uncommon. Right. And so she was wondering, what did we know about it? Do we have any additional tips uh, about that problem? So yeah, I mean, oil-based paint in whites will yellow over time, particularly if it's not exposed to natural light. It's um, the natural light, even after a while, can reverse it. But the chances are, if it's happened, it's because it's on some moldings or or trim or walls, I guess, that, um, you know, is not exposed to light. Because if there was a lot of light in the room, it probably wouldn't happen. Although Taryn's house looks very bright to me in some of the photos she shared. So it might be in rooms that uh, don't receive as much natural light. Um, Like closed pocket doors, it often happens to. The inside of um, cabinets or cupboards, you know, stuff that if the pocket doors are slid into the wall most of the time, and obviously the cabinets are closed, you might just see that happen on the inside where it's darker. Um, the, I, once it happens, other than, you know, giving it some ultraviolet lights or, you know, getting it into a tanning booth or something, I don't know how you could change it. Uh, ammonia should be avoided because that's going to speed up the yellowing process. So, you know, as I said in the past, we can't use oil paint here for environmental reasons. So there's a lot of reasons why you might want 
not want to use oil paint anyway, even if it's available in your area. But sometimes painters prefer to use oil, although I would imagine it's harder to deal with as far as cleaning and whatnot, but it does give a beautiful finish. But if anybody is in the market of painting trim or painting other things uh, white and you're considering oil, you know, this is a good thing to know. It's great that Taryn brought this to our attention. I wish I could fix it for her, but I don't know. I don't think yeah, you can. I'm, I, yeah. I mean, sadly, if it's varnish, you could remove that. But if it's the paint itself that's actually yellowed, I think the best solution is just to paint over it, sadly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a sad one because and that's I'm a lot certain, of work. I didn't do research on this, but uh, maybe, Anita, maybe you know. I think you can just paint a latex paint over an oil without removing it. No, you're going to have to do, well, you, you have to prime it. So you have to prime it first, but I think there are some paints that are formulated. So they basically have primer in them and they are formulated to paint as a latex to paint over oil-based paints. So, you know, read the instructions, ask somebody at the paint store, um, you know, just tell them about the situation and, uh, you know, you may, and you can, there's probably a product you can get that will do them both in one step. Right. Because you, the last thing you want to do is put all this new fresh white latex paint over it. And then the, the yellow actually bleeds through. Well, or the new paint peels off. You don't want that either. So I would definitely speak to a paint expert if you've got oil-based paint and you're going to paint over with latex. Yeah. Okay. I think you're absolutely right. And I'm just reading you something I just pulled up quickly. So I think it, it definitely underlines what you just said. It says, don't, don't apply oil-based paint over latex. That's a no, no. So don't go latex to oil, but you can put latex paint over oil-based as long as you prepare the surface properly, apply a coat of quality bonding primer, oil or latex based and allow it to dry. Sorry, Taryn. It's the only way. I know, handle. not what you wanted to hear, but no, you know. hmm. no. But you know, that's that's something to know. Everybody's file that one away in case it ever comes up. Stay away from that oil based. Yeah, and we've had this happen. It's just, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we've been chitty chatting a long time. We got to roll. It was so much fun <laughs> having you here with us today. I got to go inside and talk to my toilet. Um, thanks so much for coming by. Remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, Any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.